Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Good evening, folks. We are getting ready to sit down and watch New Year's Evil from 1980. Uh, it's a horror thriller with a 4.8 out of 10 rating on IMDb and 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the Rotten Tomatoes scoring. I'm assuming a low number is bad. Um, I could be wrong, maybe it's the other way around, but, um, I think I might have watched this movie once, um, but it was, like, years and years ago, and I don't recall anything of it, um, little rundown of the movie, initial release was December 19th, 1980, um, a lonely woman wanting to celebrate New Year's Eve, become easy prey for a maniacal, murdering misogynist whose New Year's resolution is to kill women at every stroke of of midnight dum 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 alright let's just uh, get right into this movie um, it's free to watch on YouTube that's where I'm going to be watching it and recording it right off my computer uh, so it makes everything a lot easier for me I don't have to worry about the hassle of you know setting everything up I'm just going to watch it right for the computer and we're good to go tell me One night, they were celebrating New Year's Eve. He was out, ending their life. I'm going to commit murder at midnight. Call me evil. Every New Year's Eve, the caller came out. Any kind of... 
New Year's Evil. So in the intro, it's got the nice, it's got a nice music intro. Um, just very horror, suspense theme. You just get this uh, girl who's getting her makeup done, and uh, Shellman just got off the phone, and apparently they're running late to a press conference of some sort. Apparently she's a, a well-known actress of some sort. Not too sure. Apparently the lady running late is named T. She's on the phone now with another lady that has some kind of like braids in her hair. Very uh, 1980s hairdo style. Very funky. Alright, I can already tell the acting is not going to be like an A-grade acting. It's going to be a little bit lower. Probably a B. Maybe even a C. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the girl with the braids is uh, doing some more makeup. You know, she already has a ton on. And apparently she has a leaky faucet in her bathtub. She really get that looked at. It's going to cause some issues for you down the road. Cut this, we cut to a scene of her turning off the tap. Because apparently it was still on a little bit. And uh, she goes back to doing her makeup. And then it shows her door, I guess, to the hotel. Uh, with a do not disturb sign on. And someone wheeling the doorknob to get in. The typical, who's there? Probably a murderer to, you know, kill you, but no big deal. That's nothing to worry about, right? Um, she looks out in the hallway and just sees a gentleman walking, minding his own business. Other than that, she doesn't see anyone else, so instead of actually checking the rest of her uh, hotel room, she just decides to shut the door and put the chain lock across it, even though he could be in there with you. Well, let's cut back to uh, turn the bathroom faucet some more. And uh, next thing you know, as she's doing that, we see a um, gentleman that's dressed in a black leather jacket and black gloves pulling out a switchblade and stabbing her to death behind the curtains. Then cut to some traffic. Is this set in New York? I'm not too sure. Uh, it looks like a New York setting. And then we got some heavy metal music jamming as we watch this traffic in a dead still. And then the title of the movie shows up with the cars driving down this, the street. Focusing on one car, which has a bunch of people just jamming out, partying. It's a convertible. Apparently, uh, back then, it was a thing to just, you know, spit on other vehicles. Because, you know, that makes you a rocker. And we just saw a dr van drive by with some girls inside of it, with the door open. Flashing some boobs. I wonder if this is a movie we should do a boob count. Because we're like, you know... What are we? We were like, uh, we're almost five minutes in and we've already seen boobs. The people in this convertible are absolutely crazy. Definitely, uh, you know, partaking in a little bit of the booze and the drugs. Um, because there's a couple on the back of this convertible that are literally choking each other. And they're all just yelling and screaming. While the driver's trying to look like a badass. I really don't know what to think of this movie. I think it's probably just going to be a mindless um, slasher. A uh, bunch of kids trying to probably have sex. And them getting murdered in various locations. I'm assuming that's going to be the general plot of this movie. We get our punk rock group showing up to this hotel. Where a uh, security guard is asking for their tickets. He literally just keeps asking for tickets over and over again. 
until the uh, what looks like a wannabe misfit pulls out switchblade to you know grease back his hair. And we're back in the uh, room with Dee, who's still doing her hair and stuff, and uh, her son Derek shows up to give her some flowers. Apparently, her son is an actor as well. I'm not sure what Dee is, but she's something famous as well. But uh, yeah, Derek's trying to tell her mom how she, well, how he has uh, a new TV series part, and uh, she could care less about. It. She's getting dressed, and she's like, "Ah, why don't you just tell me later about, tell me, you know, about it later? Uh, I, I got stuff to do. My stuff's more important than yours." And he does not look happy at all. But you know, it is what it is, I guess. Derek's mom, Dee, is definitely more concerned about her well-being than uh, anyone else. And Derek's just like, where's uh, where's dad? His mom's just like, pounce rings, he's not feeling well. Um, okay. Nothing more to do with that. Just, uh, pounce rings, not feeling well. Maybe he's dead. Maybe she killed him. Apparently, uh, Dee goes by the name Blaze. She's the first lady rock. And she's got this music. It's, a, it's displayed as a new wave rock event. They all look more punky than uh, new wave, but, you know. Is what it is, I guess. Calling the celebration New Year's Evil. Call back to the title of the movie. Um, I guess this whole festival is like, or concert, event, whatever you might want to call it, is to find the top new wave hit of the year. Uh, we got uh, people calling in to give their votes for uh, top song. Um, second person that goes on the phone is a guy in a phone booth. Uh, he definitely has like a voice box because of the way he sounds. Must be the killer from the beginning of the movie. So yeah, the guy, it's uh... Ballet's here. A crazy new year to you. Happy new year to you, Blaze. Ooh, some kind of voice you got there. Sound like the Phantom. You could call me that. So you got a name, Phantom? Call me Evil. Evil? You bad, I No. Just Evil. Well, listen, Mr. Evil, uh... Do you have a vote for the top song of the year? No. Just a New Year's resolution I'm going to commit murder at midnight I'm going to kill someone you know someone close to you the guy who's calling in with the voice box is going by the name evil and he's saying how his New Year's resolution is to commit murder at midnight. He's not calling in to vote for any of the songs. He's just uh, calling in to say, hey, just so you know, I'm going to murder someone. Someone close to you. Because that's a comforting thought to get from a stranger, from a painful. Blaze, or D, just uh, thinks nothing of it. She's like, ah, it's just a trick. Must be a full moon out there. No big deal. And then we just cut to a band jamming out on the stage. And, uh, got the spotlights rolling around. Apparently they're going to make this, like, a main part of the movie. Um, 
It's like a horror movie mixed with a little bit of a musical aspect to it. And then we got uh, Blaze complaining to her manager about uh, the color that she had just had to deal with. She wants security. She wants some cops. She won't, you know, she doesn't want to be injured in any sort of way, which, you know, understandable. Nobody wants to get murdered. I guess, uh, you know, that happens to some people, though. You know, you piss the wrong person off. Then we just cut back to the band jamming out and people moshing around. Very soft moshing, you know. No one's getting punched in the face or anything, so, you know, take that as, a, as you wish. Then we cut to a scene of a, a guy who's working at, like, a sanitarium or a restaurant of some sort. Um, he looks like a cook of some sort because of the hat and the rope he's wearing. Um, but, yeah, he's taking out the garbage, and then a, well, he's dumping it in the dumpster. Clearly, a guy dressed in black runs right behind him. Uh, how you didn't hear him running right behind you? Besides, you know, I don't know. Besides me, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how you don't hear someone, but yeah, it's what it is. And then we just cut to uh, some patients inside the building. They're uh, f- fully, fully out of out of cards. Not playing with a full deck at all. Not even playing with a half deck. They're playing with a deck of cards that might have two cards. Um, some jumping around like frogs. Some are playing with toys that are just, you know, going around in circles. And so far, this is the best acting of the movie so far, is watching people in a mental house go crazy. Uh, I don't know what that says for the movie. We also see the nurses for the, op- the uh, psych um, just literally laughing. Just stand there laughing at the patients. I already got a feeling that this movie is going to be hard to get through for an hour and 30 minutes. Then we have uh, the gentleman who sneaked in the back door. He uh, cuts off one of the nurses. And she's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm new here. I'm Jeff Winters. Sorry, I'm late. Nurse, how did you not know someone new was starting, apparently? You know, he's not really a new new person. But uh, wouldn't, wouldn't she know ahead of time if someone new starting or not? And they're just chatting away, and she uh, makes a comment that he likes his music because he's got, like, a recorder on on his side. Um, then he's like, hey, do you think we can find somewhere private to have a glass of this before I punch in for work? And he pulls out a, I don't know, wine bottle. Yeah, that's good. Let's get wasted while trying to take care of people that are crazy. That's probably not going to work out for you. Because uh, if you get drunk, they're probably going to kill you. You know, depending on which ones you have to take care of and look after. And they're uh, having a little uh, sip together. You see the little, like, plastic doctor cups. Like, paper cups. That are, like, super tiny. For wine. You know, very classy. Then we cut to them slow dancing just before we go back to the concert. Where the concert is actually playing the same slow music that was going on while the guy was talking to the nurse and they're having their you know their wine in the classy paper cups i don't know if they're paper cups it's that kind of weird material i'm gonna say they're paper cups i don't know why i'm so concerned about the cups doesn't make a difference uh we have blaze who's looking over some paperwork behind behind the doors of the little concert and uh the manager brings in the police chief or detective, I should say, and uh, another officer to 
discuss things with her. And the uh, detective was pretty much like, nah, I wouldn't worry about it. It's just death threat. It's no big deal. He's probably not going to do anything. But if he does, you know, give us a call later. Because that's going to do a lot of good. You got Blaze, who's, you know, upset. So she just walks away. Uh, goes to sit down. Uses the phone to call to room 408, I believe it was. Uh, the phone's just ringing. We just see a sh the shape of someone sitting behind the phone. And they slowly pick it up to answer it and she's calling her son Derek just to check in on him I guess you know make sure he's okay what she was really calling for is because uh, she's uh, trying to reach Yvonne um, I believe that's the lady that got murdered in the beginning so uh, Yvonne's not gonna make it and then uh, Derek's like there's something you should know and his mom she's like you know what? I, I gotta go and hangs up on him. Just a loving parent. Just very, very loving parent. And we also cut to Derek, who's just sitting there, drinking. Um, he he looks like he's going through some issues. He's holding his ears a little bit. Maybe he's got a migraine. Maybe he's going crazy. Uh, one of the two is happening. Uh, or maybe it's one a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Could be, could be. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And we cut back to uh, the nurse who's making out now of the uh, new employee. Uh, we're going to use some air quotes on that one. Because, um, you know, I'm pretty sure he's not an employee. Pretty sure he's going to kill her. Probably in about two seconds. May, may, may four. Then we cut back to the mental asylum. And uh, we got one of the nurses going around um, handing out party hats for all the patients we have the uh, radio going on while uh, the new employee and the nurse are making out and then uh, we got the the countdown to midnight and then we see the gentleman who's apparently the quote-unquote new employee uh, pulling out a switchblade and as the countdown gets closer and closer he uh, starts stabbing the nurse didn't see that one coming at all. Uh, just cuts between a stab of her and then cuts to a scene of a patient blowing like one of the party whistles and then back to stabbing and back to the patients. I don't know. I guess it's a good combination of scenes. You know, you got murder and you got happiness. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling I'm pulling out straws here. I'm trying to find really good stuff about this movie. I am. Hopefully it'll win me over later on. And then let's just cut from uh, murder and imp impatience to uh, random people jumping around in a crappy mosh pit. Then we cut back to uh, Blaze, who's um, back on the phones answering for uh, people's picks. And then the next call in is Evil again. Which, uh, kind of spoilers, we see the face of him. So there's no build-up to who the killer might be. And of course, there was no build-up anyways, because she's literally just making out with a nurse. So the whole suspense of it is uh, gone. Uh, unless that's uh, her husband. That's the only way there's going to be any shock to the end of this movie. It's kind of interesting that uh, the radio that he's carrying around with him is also for his voice changing. 
but as well when he was doing that murder of the nurse he actually recorded it and replayed it in the phones to blaze and he just said uh help the police find the body somewhere in the crawford sanitarium well you're giving away the location of the body already you know i'm, sh I'm assuming the uh building only has so many rooms so uh you know cut back to the Sarah cut back to the uh the mental hospital because apparently i just got tongue-tied and couldn't say the proper wording of it uh we have another nurse looking for jane the one who just got butchered uh, literally walking down the hall goes into the first room she finds and it's darkness but look she finds a bloody shoe behind a closet or in front of a closet door and then she opens up that door and there's the body of Jane butchered that wasn't hard to find at all you put no effort into uh, hiding that sanitarium 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 if I say that word enough I won't fuck it up next time sanitarium sanitarium I'll probably still fuck up We've got the scene of Derek, who looks like he's sitting in front of his mother's uh, makeup mirror. Uh, literally take a knife and cutting fabric. Might have been a piece of her dress. Could have been, I don't know, something else. Who knows? No, he's literally just talking to himself in the mirror. He's going crazy. He's literally saying to himself he thinks he has a mental disorder. Which he probably does. Which, if he does, hopefully he gets to the help that he needs. Because, you know, we all have issues. Just gotta work on improving them. Anyways, at this point, he puts the uh, red stocking over his face. And then he literally puts a pin through his ear. What the fuck is going on? This movie's weird. I'm about weird. I like weird. But this doesn't not make sense. Then we just cut back to a uh, different band rocking out at the uh, party. And uh, Blaze up there dancing, shaking her thing. And uh, we have uh, Derek, who's got the phone up by his ear, um, watching his mom dance on stage. Uh, he's actually, it sounds like, trying to call his dad again because the line is busy. Uh, wonder why. Uh, maybe, Derek, maybe you killed your dad. Maybe it wasn't your mom. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe because you're going crazy. Maybe you killed your own father. Just cut to uh, a combination of scenes of the TV watching his mom dance. And him destroying the whole bouquet of roses that he bought her. I don't know if he didn't get enough love from his mother. Or if he wants his mother in a different way. I don't know what really the story is. I'm just thinking maybe he's not getting enough love from mommy. And that's why he's going cray cray. And we uh, cut to a scene of the killer adding what is needed, uh, a 70s porno mustache to his face. Uh, literally just some you know, fake hair and some super glue by the looks of it. Because, yeah, he really needs to change up his look because the only person that's seen him do the murder is dead. And then we uh, cut to the manager telling Dee about her friend about uh, who's been murdered and... Uh, yeah, she's having a mental breakdown. 
a very very bad attempt of you know seeming sad and crying and the sad weeping like I said acting in this movie definitely not going to be on an A point uh, I was hoping for a B level uh, I'm thinking we're gonna we're probably gonna be at like a B minus or C plus by the end of the movie cut to our killer into the party now with his uh, fake stash lighting a, a cigarette or maybe one of those really small tiny cigars he, he literally looks like he's going to a, a porn I got another bunch of girls dancing all around and there's this guy with a thick mustache now am I watching the right movie <laughs> let me cut to the table that has two ladies and another gentleman comes up Hey, and asking, would uh, one of you ladies like to dance? And the lady's just like, yeah, sure. No hesitation whatsoever. Just like, yeah, I'll dance with you. And our killer sees that she, her friend is uh, by herself now. So then he uh, makes his move into her. Making some conversation, some small talk of what time it is while he's looking at his own watch. And she's like, what's wrong with that? It must be broken. Got the killer making some more small talk. Being like, oh, I would love to chat with you more, but I gotta go. Big business meeting, Eric Estrada. I'm a business manager. You know, he's one of my clients. Gotta, gotta be there for him. And the smooth line of, you know, I got an idea. Why don't you come with me? Yes, why don't you come so you can get murdered? Cut to another random band just singing, rocking out. Music's not bad, at least. Uh, this band sucks. But the other ones beforehand were good. Let me cut to uh, the killer outside, waiting for his new day to uh, show up. And uh, she shows up and she's like, I'm ready. I, I gotta bring my roommate, though. I, I can't hang out with random strangers. I have safety in numbers, right? Two dumb blondes versus one uh, porn stash killer. The money's on the killer. Yeah, definitely, definitely the killer. Then we cut to uh, Blaze sitting down with one of the officers, uh, and he's explaining, "Well, the gentleman's using a voice manipulator. Uh, does the sound of the voice sound familiar at all?" Uh, no, I thought that was his normal voice. Uh, I thought he sounded like that every day. Then we cut to our killer who's driving. Uh, apparently, he's got some money because he's driving Mercedes. I'm not sure how he affords that. Probably stolen. But that's besides the point. And, uh, but it looks, like, it looks like everyone's sitting in the front seat. Um, unless it, the one girl's like literally just on the center console. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's bucket seats. But yeah, she's telling a story. And he looks like he's about to go crazy because she won't shut up. Uh, we come to find out the uh, valid point that uh, Sally's the main girl he was hooking up with. Uh, Lisa's the um, roommate. And uh, meditation apparently solved her nervous diarrhea. I don't know what that has to do with the movie. Um, I guess that's just their way of doing creative uh, dialogue and script writing. Um, yeah. If meditation uh, cures your shits, then good for you. Apparently, uh, Lisa has a pit stop. Uh, stop in a liquor store. Apparently, her uh, nervous shits is not cured by uh, meditation because she has to go to the washroom. The killer is listening to the radio at this point in time, and we hear the countdown for uh, a different area of the world. And that's when he pulls out a big giant Ziploc bag, 
And he starts choking the living shit of Sally. Sally, right? Yeah, at least this other one. Yeah. Yes, she's got a plastic bag over her head. And uh, she's going to be dead before her roommate comes out of the, the john. Hey, guys. Staying here. Um, you know, the high and mighty. The big bear guy. Yeah. Just want to start this show off. Uh, I took it over. Uh, Brian's somewhere. No, I'm not sure where. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to promote something that I found on Instagram while, you know, doing what Satan does. Uh, definitely go check out Dreadful Duds. They also have an Etsy store. Uh, I'll make sure Brian puts all the links to the bio below. Uh, they got some really cool designs from Friday the 13th to Nightmare on Elm Street to The Shining. Uh, I definitely like the Shining shirt. Uh, it's got the axe and the floor pattern in it. Very cool design. Highly recommend checking them out. Um, I know with everything going on, maybe you guys can't buy merchandise at the moment. But, you know, at least hit that share button. Show them some love. You know, show them some support. Oh, Brian's back. Uh, he's giving me some uh, evil eyes, so I should probably shut up now. Uh, so with that being said, on to the featured episode for tonight. Because as we read earlier on, his uh, gimmick is to kill someone at each stroke of midnight in each different time zone. It's definitely a creative uh, idea. It's unique, I guess, right? For 1980, something different. And we have uh, Lisa getting out of the, the liquor store. She uh, had bought the alcohol that the uh, killer suggested she buy. Um, because he said once you're done the John, you should buy the most expensive bottle of wine. And by the time Lisa gets out, all she sees is her friend's shoe and no car. The uh, car's gone. Oopsies. You just had your friend murdered. Uh, apparently he decides to leave a little trail because he leaves a little bit another shoe a little bit farther down the side of the store. And then uh, next thing you see is her dress sticking outside of a dumpster. Uh, but I'm pretty sure there's probably more than just the dress in the dumpster. It's probably the whole body. Uh, bag and all. And it was actually a trap. He was sitting in the bottom of the dumpster. And when she goes to look in a little bit deeper, he turns on his lighter and pulls her in and starts to kill her as well. So he's breaking his pattern because it's already past the uh, strokes of midnight. So now he's killing his second body. Well, third. I just killed two on one stroke. So that, you know, that counts right there. Then, of course, as the uh, pattern is, he calls in from the payphone again to explain what he did. Clearly, he's not too far away. Uh, he's, like, using the payphone almost across from the liquor store uh, because he calls in to the uh, concert again. And then uh, we have... A police car already driving by past them because apparently that's how fast these cops work in 1980 um, they stop beside the dumpster and like ah oh, look it looks like blood and then the cat jumps out of the dumpster and then they uh, they don't look in the dumpster they start wandering looking at the ground I guess for more blood more trail but uh, you know you could just looked inside the dumpster probably would have been effective one of the cops ventures into a gated area, and then that's when we find uh, uh, Sally's body, I believe it is. She's the one that got bagged, stuck up on what looks like be like a swing. 
like the, made the chain of a swing or something. And then we uh, hit the cop warning. He's like, oh, I see something over here. Picks it up, and it's a white wall stain of blood. And that's when we then see the body of Lisa fall down a slide. So they're definitely in a little kid's player that's like almost right beside a liquor store. That's ghetto. That's fun. Then we have the cops doing their police work, and they're like, well, if he's staying on schedule, he should be stalking his 11 o'clock victim. And we see him in his car. He's driving down the road, and then he stops at a red light, and what looks to be like a biker gang surrounds him, and then they drive off once the light turns green. Uh, one of the bikers gives him the finger, so that was polite. You know, could have been worse. Could have killed him. Probably would have did the, uh, you know, the city a, a, you know, a good deed by doing so, but uh, they didn't want to. And then uh, issues occur because uh, he wasn't watching where he was driving because he's too busy focusing on the rail, and he literally crashes into a couple of the motorcycles. They are not happy because now they want to kill him. Rightfully so. You ran over a couple bikes, or at least pushed them over. Didn't fully run them over. And then uh, we got him driving away for his, his, you know, safety of his life while the biker game, you know, pursues him. And then we have him driving up to a drive-in theater. Um, I guess that's what he thought was the best spot to hide from the motorcycle guy. It's the drive-in. Yeah, I guess it works. be a bunch of other cars there. It's dark late at night, so... And then we just uh, see the tow booth guys at the drive-in watching as the bike gang just literally drives through. They're not concerned with paying for uh, in any tickets, uh, roughly so. Uh, they're a bike game and, uh, gang, and they do whatever they want. So uh, if you want them to pay tickets, you know, good luck uh, trying. Uh, I don't think it's going to work out that well for you. We just see uh, the bikers driving through uh, the drive-thru. Uh, just going around all the cars, not really looking for anything. They're there, but they're not really searching, at least. And then we cut to a young couple. We were getting high, and the uh, the boyfriend's definitely filling up the, the girlfriend's boobs. There's no denying that whatsoever. So the uh, biker gang in the drive-thru. Sounds like now they're uh, destroying some uh, cars. And the... Uh, killer runs away he's dressed as a preacher now and one of the bikers uh comes up to him he's like greetings asshole and uh killer's just like i'm a man of god and then he stabs him and it seems like one stab does the does that biker in then we have uh the killer who comes up to the stoner couple that were getting their groove on and he's uh taking their car with them inside to escape the bikers you know, one biker, he's, like, at the entrance to try and stop traffic, and the killer's just like, nah, I'm gonna run you over. It actually seems like, uh, the girl's the only one inside the car. Um, I guess the boyfriend just got knocked out to the side. And, uh, she's panicking because, uh, he's driving the car, and he's got his switchblade in hand. He's rubbing it up against the car seat, and, uh, yeah, just moving around a little bit, and she's, uh, crying for her life. Uh, sorry, tits, uh, you're gonna die. And we have the uh, killer who's pulling up beside or behind some drunk party goers. Uh, I thought he was gonna run them right over, but he doesn't. He uh, literally stops 
and that gives the girl enough time to get out of the car and start running through uh, the woods that I didn't know were there because uh, they were driving in the city not too long ago and now there's a bunch of trees uh, big trees uh, looks like a pretty dense wood wooded area uh, I'm not sure where they came from but hey it is what it is I guess I guess they did just technically come from a drive-in which would be more or less in a wooded area just you know so the buildings lights don't uh, affect the screening um, we're now at what looks to be like some kind of sports arena outside sports arena like a soccer field or something you should just see uh, metal bleachers and uh, he's tapping his knife along the metal frame uh, you know, I guess to add a little bit of suspense to her her chase scene even though he's not moving at all really he's taking like two steps and then uh, the cops pull up beside the killer's car and they're talking to the drunks the two drunk party goers and one of the cops comes running uh, towards the general direction that they ran off to I guess he builds some suspense. He's just uh, tapping his knife on the exact same spot over and over again. Um, apparently, she's not doing a really good job hiding him because uh, he knows where she is. He literally kicks a garbage can towards her. And she's not doing anything. She's just, you know, sitting underneath the bleacher or behind it. Not, I can't really tell. And then just at this moment, it looks like he might get ready to kill her. Um cop shows up and he's like hey you over there the police officer here and then uh he takes off into the darkness then we have some cops uh showing up at the building i'm not sure if it's the yeah i think it's the building where the uh the new wave sh pick your song concert crap is going on one of the uh cops takes the stage uh while the show is on a commercial break uh, apparently they're sealing off the whole floor that the event's going on and apparently if any of the people leave the room they are not allowed back into the room I'm not sure why that is because uh, the killings are happening up outside of this area so I'm not sure why people leaving is such a big deal but uh, it is what it is I guess and then we have uh, a psychiatrist and the police officer talking to Blaze uh, and apparently uh they think his final kill is going to be right at the party, uh, the event. And then, for whatever reason, we just we finally see Derek again off to the side. Uh, he's got some sunglasses on, and he's still got the red stocking on his head. Not sure why. Not sure. Psychiatrist is trying to say that he's got like a mother fixation, which would uh, definitely be what Derek is getting. Because uh, Derek is going full on crazy. And then we uh, have a guy who's trying to get into the, the I guess it'd be like a hotel. Uh, and the cops have uh, the whole building cut off. And uh, while this guy's trying to get in, the killer dressed in his preacher outfit gets dropped off. Because apparently he was hitchhiking. Not that he has to worry about anything while hitchhiking. Because he's the one doing the murdering. Um, but he decides to take off to the side of the building to try and find a way in. Because, you know, these cops, clearly they only watch the front door, right? That's the only logical entrance to watch. Why would you ever watch the back entrance? Oh, and come to find out, they actually do have two police officers posted at the back entrance. 
Huh, they use some logic in this movie. And then our killer is hiding off to the side of uh, the wall. He yells over to the officer to come help him because he thinks he found a drunk. Uh, clearly this is just bait to knock him out with a brick. Yep, that officer is knocked out cold. Then we cut back to the party where uh, apparently a band called Made in Japan is uh, doing their song Bonsai. Uh, that's not stereotypical at all, but that's okay. It's 1980. That stuff didn't matter back then. While uh, the officer was knocked out, our killer did a little bit of uh, the uh, hitman and he swapped outfits with him. And literally just walks in dressed as a police officer as there's another cop now on duty on the back door. Literally just walks in. No big deal. Probably never seen this guy on the force ever. And you're just going to let him walk by. He's got, he's got the badge on, I guess. So not much we can do about it. Now while inside, uh, we have him doing another wardrobe change yet again. Just cracked open the suitcase. And uh, God knows what he's going to be dressed as now. This is when uh, now a cop is talking to Blaze. Saying that uh, they found one of his guys knocked out cold on the ground. And uh, he's going to stay with Blaze just so uh, nobody gets to her. The cop's uh, checking out the room for Blaze first. And uh, he's doing a little walk around. He uh, comes in the bedroom and he's like, freeze, don't shoot. Or freeze, don't move. And uh, Blaze yells, don't shoot, that's my son. Uh, Derek's pretty crazy, you might as well just shoot him now. He's going to turn out like the killer. That's when uh, Derek just leaves the room. Uh, I don't know, I guess he's upset the cop pulled the gun out on Blaze uh, convinces the cop to leave the room because she needs to do a wardrobe change. So at this point, she's sitting at her makeup desk, and then we see our killer come out with a mask on. Uh, cut back to another scene of her just sitting in front of the desk, and we see actually a nice shot with him in the reflection of the mirror. Takes off the mask, and apparently his name is Richard. And funny enough, uh, Richard is uh, Blaze's, Miss Sullivan's husband. Dum dum dum. Didn't see that coming at all. Derek's, or uh, what's his face? I already forgot his name. Her husband, the killer, is acting like uh, he's all concerned. He's like, oh, I came up once I heard about the, the uh, killer on the phone. So I don't know if his game plan is just to kill her off for some money, or what the plan is. Maybe he's fed up that his wife spends more time doing his, her makeup than with him. I don't know. Then we have our lovely killer husband uh, leaving the room. Police officer is like, how'd you get in? No one's, this is, this building's on lockdown. She's just like, her agent approved it. So now he's all paranoid about him too, which rightfully so. Because uh, he's a killer. Spoilers. Now we have uh, the detective talking to her manager. Apparently uh, Richard Sullivan's car has been found at uh, the drive-in abandoned. And that apparently someone saw that he you know, stabbed a biker and stole another car with another girl inside. The detective's like, is he uh, related to D? She's like, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's her husband. And we, uh, D riding the elevator with one of the police officers. And somehow, um, Frank, is that his name? Yeah, maybe. 
Uh, Frank has uh, gotten control of the security cameras on the elevator and is now playing around with the control system for the elevator and uh, he's, go he's gonna break it. He's definitely gonna break it and they're probably gonna falter to deaths. So the elevator falls all the way to the what looks to be the bottom and uh, police officer apparently uh, can't take much of a hit because they both drop to the ground once the elevator hits the bottom. Of course I wouldn't know what that feels like. It probably sucks but uh, anyways Frank uh, kicks him right in the head Apparently, it looks like he's knocked out. And then he goes in to check on his wife. Because, you know, he's acting like he's all caring and loving. Which, uh, he's, he's not. And then, uh, he sits down beside her. And he's like, ah, you're a real trooper, Blaze. You know, you always, the show goes on. But, you know, guess what? I got surprised. The show's going to go on without you tonight. And then he pulls out his, uh, little portable radio. And we hear the countdown going on. And then on the end of the countdown, we hear a girl screaming. And he's like, that's an instant replay. The miracle of modern technology. Finally, uh, Dee's figuring out that her husband is the killer. Her husband is the one known as evil. And apparently he's doing it because he's uh, fed up with the way he... With the way she acts. Because... Um, because of the way she acts with other men around. And uh, apparently she's acting like every other girl he's been with. So I'm not sure if he's killed with the other girls too. Or because of the other girls too. Um, we don't really know. But uh, with this one he's fed up. He's like enough's enough. You're going to be a, you know, a lady of the night. And mess around. Then I'm going to start killing people. Which is weird because he's not killing guys. He's usually killing girls. <clears throat> uh, apparently he's also fed up because he's had to beg for money from her uh, and uh, his allowance isn't enough and uh, he feels like he's been castrated so now he's very angry with feeling that way um, he also feels like she's doing the same thing to Derek so uh, apparently it, it runs in the family crazy at least on the dad's side that dad gene very crazy gene then he goes on about how Derek uh, went on to do uh, um, an interview f or opportunity to be in a TV series, which he mentions early on in the movie, and the fact that he never mentioned what his last name was because he didn't want anyone to know that he was Blaze's little boy. He's just uh, apparently very fed up with his wife. You know, at that point, I think it's just better to you know walk away, you know, divorce, whatever it might be. Uh, not murder. Mm, no, not murder. Just, you know, walk away. He's then like, it's getting late. Grabs her by both wrists and pulls her out of the elevator. And then we have uh, two police officers doing a walk around of the building. Uh, knocking on doors. Checking to make sure everything's okay. And then they somehow end up in the uh, restaurant area of the, uh, the uh, hotel. The, uh, uh the cooking area. I guess there's no technical turn. And then we just cut to a scene of uh, Frank standing in front of uh, D and just, you know, gently pushing his knife across her face. And now he's uh, grabbing some handcuffs. Uh, it looks like he's trying to attach her to the elevator, maybe, to kill her. I'm not really 100% sure. 
He has her stand up, and he's she's beside the uh, elevator shaft. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's definitely what he's trying to do because he just takes a chain and starts wrapping it around her throat, as well as her arms are behind her head. He's like, enjoy your going away party. Get smashed. Because apparently he's going to drag her all the way up the elevator shaft and all the way down the elevator shaft. That's going to be pretty painful. I'm assuming going all the way up is probably going to be enough to do her in. But you never know, I guess. Cut to scene of the elevator going up. And she's dangling off it from her wrist chain to the bottom. It's probably not a fun ride. Not going to lie. It's probably a lot of pain on the arms. And then once she gets all the way up to the top, that's when we see uh, the dead face head of her friend. And now she's on the ride down. Uh, on this elevator that she's in, there's a couple inside that were passed out drunk. And they wake up to the screams of her, or wake up to the screaming sounds of her, you know, just screaming. She's not screaming for help, she's just screaming in general. And the, the husband, she's like, there's, there's some shit going on out here. Then we hear a bunch of footsteps coming, and it's the cops slowly making their way to where uh, where evil is. And then we have a bunch of cops having a shootout with one guy. And then the cops shoot the uh, control system for the elevator, which I'm assuming is going to stop it in its place. Which, you know, prevents Blaze from being murdered. You know, that's... Good, I guess. And then we're in a, a chase scene with uh, Evil running up the stairs and the cops falling behind. We have uh, Evil shooting down the stairway. Uh, apparently he's a good shot because uh, one, one gunshot gets that cop and knocks him down. And we have him finally making it to the roof of the hotel building. I'm calling it a hotel. I'm thinking it's a hotel. It might not be a hotel. I'm pretty sure it's a hotel because of the room set up and everything. So at this point uh, Evil puts on his mask which is actually I believe on the cover for the VHS tape that's when we have uh, him you know almost hyperventilating with the mask on because uh, he's going crazy because he knows he's pretty much screwed and then we have one of the random cop officers pulling their gun out on him and telling him to freeze but yeah he's uh, moving his arms down to his pocket knife or his switchblade and he's bringing out the blade. But yet, uh, cops still not shooting him. I'm not sure why. Should have just shot him. Right in the head. And uh, Evil gives some kind of weird speech about uh, dying to sleep and some other crap that doesn't make sense. And that's when he decides to jump off the building. Yeah, uh, you want to go? You want to go? So, a long way down, but it looks good. And, uh,. Within seconds of him landing on the pavement below, he's crowded. He's got like a crowd of people all around him. The people in this movie were really fast to get to where an accident is. Super fast. Then we just have the detective at the top of the roof. You know, one ledge, on, one foot on the ledge, just you know, doing that. You know, hard stern police officer look of the eighties. Um, we have evil dead on the ground and somehow Derek knew that it was his dad um, I guess he knew he was going to wear that exact outfit and that exact mask because he knew it was his dad before he even took it off the mask 
you know, he's sad and consulting his dad's body and whatnot. And then the cops just like, come on, let's let's go. It's okay. Let let's go. And we just see uh, Derek holding the mass that his father died in. And then we have a uh, D or Blaze on uh, Gurney getting stretchered out to um, the ambulance. Now she's in the ambulance, and uh, one of the paramedics is like, "She's ready. Let's go." And we cut to the driver's seat, and we can clearly tell it's Derek sitting in the driver's seat with the mask on that his father died in. And then we see down on the passenger floor, uh, the driver of the par the uh, ambulance is dead. And uh, yeah, ambulance drives off with Derek driving it, and his mom in the back. And uh, we cut to a scene of the from the sky of the city, and rock and roll music starts playing, and that's the end of the movie. Um, I don't really know what to say about this movie. It's not great, but it's not the worst thing I've seen. Um, man, it's just one of those movies that's really, really weird. Um, but we should give it a rating, nonetheless. Um, so for the rating, I'm going to give it a 205. Uh, like I said, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's not something I would definitely want to revisit anytime soon. I kind of wish that there was a little bit more suspense to it and a little bit more mystery and that he wore that mask a little bit longer. Um, pretty much within the first 20 minutes, they actually show that it's him. And you can just guess from the look of Derek and the look of him that he is the father of Derek so there's not much mystery to this at all which which kind of sucks so now we just gotta figure out what we're gonna watch next so I am just gonna with the power of editing uh, I, I'm gonna step away for a second and we're gonna figure out what we're gonna watch next so uh, we decided I don't know why I'm saying we there's only me here uh, I have decided what we're going to watch next, and we're going to watch from 1986. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I enjoy it a lot, and it gives me a reason to watch it again. Uh, we're going to watch The uh, Hitcher. Um, if you guys have not checked it out, you should definitely check it out. It's a great movie. And guess what? You can watch it free on YouTube. So why don't you go watch it? It's free. It's October. Halloween's coming up. Go watch The Hitcher on YouTube from 1986 so until next time i will talk to you guys all later oh and also um you know if you want to hit me up on social media it's at typhonstein on twitter instagram facebook all that fun stuff uh just hashtag rotten reviews or the hashtag typhonstein that's my username for when i'm streaming and uh get in touch with me i'd love to hear your feedback and uh give me suggestions on what to watch next I would love to have your, uh, you know, comments, feedback, all that kind of fun stuff. So until next time, peace. Put your hands on top of your head. To die, to sleep, no more. And by a sleep, to say we end the heartache and the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to. Don't even consider it, you scum.